Hello, everybody, and welcome to Healthy and Wellish. My name is Amelia. I am the host of this podcast, and I'm so excited to be here today. If you're new here, welcome to the episode, and we're excited to have you. I have had a very, very crazy past two weeks, and we didn't get to put out an episode last week. So if you're here, we made it. We made podcast. We are out and thank you so much for everyone's patience. It feels like I have been going nonstop and I'm finally able to just relax, sit down and enjoy my time. Not that my time wasn't great, but it's good to be home, if you know what I mean. We recently just went on a vacation to Florida and we made kind of like a two trip in one situation. I went with some of my girlfriends and we went out there, had a girls trip. It was super fun. And then me and my husband Logan ended up meeting some of my family in Florida and we had a blast. It was so fun being able to see where they hang out during the spring And just being able to kind of just relax, enjoy ourselves, go with the flow type of thing. So it was super fun. We saw lots of alligators. I think that we saw like six or seven in one day, which is insane because I have never seen an alligator. And when I tell you I was two feet away from one, I was, I was literally so close. And I don't think I realized how big they were. They're ginormous. Even if like you say that they're like a little alligator, they're like, eh, it's a five or six foot alligator. That is insane. That is crazy. So yeah, I don't know how people in Florida do that, but y'all are crazy because it just feels like a different world down there because I am from like the Kansas City area. So there's not a lot of wildlife, if you know what I mean. So when I go down there, it's like, a whole different world of animals and like the the cold not the culture but like the environment is completely different it is hot there are beaches there are marshes there are it's just crazy so we had a great time though it was super fun we got to really relax I got a little bit of a tan got a little bit sunburnt but all in all like we had a great time but I was traveling through the airports, and there is something that I have a bone to pick about. I have a bone to pick. What is up with baggage claim? Like, why is there, I I personally, before I get into it, I really feel like we need to make a rule about it. Like, there needs to be some type of warning on baggage claim etiquette, because I'm not having it anymore. I've been on lots of airplanes and lots of baggage claim pickups. And yes, I say this probably every time I go pick up my bag, but it just pisses me off more and more and more the more I travel. So what I'm talking about is like whenever I put my bag up to baggage claim and it is going through the little escalator, whatever the heck it's called, and you go to pick up your suitcase. And you can't even freaking see your suitcase because everyone and their mom decides that they want to be touching their knees 
on the escalator and I can't even see anything. Like, take a freaking step back. It's not like your bag is going to get taken and someone's going to run off with it. It makes me so mad. It's like I can't even see my bag. I can't see anybody's bag because all I see are these people just standing there. And then like when I try to grab my bag, I literally can't because there's a bajillion people in front of me. And I'm like, it's my bag. Get the heck out of the way. So I don't know if anybody else feels like that, but airport etiquette is just like, everyone is just so rude everywhere I go. I've never met a nice person ever. Like everyone is just so rude. Everyone only cares about themselves. I mean like same, but like I can be nice. Like I can care about myself, but like have human decency. Like everyone's just so rude. Like also here's another one. We have like 25 minutes until we board and there is nowhere to sit, nowhere to sit. So me and Logan are standing there just waiting, minding our business out of the way. 25 minutes comes in and everyone and their mom decides they want to stand so close to like where you can't even get in line to board when they call your like boarding class. Like, why is that a thing? Why aren't you just sitting there waiting till they call your boarding class? Like, why do you have to stand and wait to make my life miserable so I have to say excuse me 25 times? I know I'm on a rant, but I really don't care. Like, why are we doing this? What's up with it? It's like, I might not be Albert Einstein over here, the smartest person in the world, but I can I can tell you for dang sure that I know how to have some airport etiquette. Like, it's not that hard to be like, oh... I'm in group two. I'm not going to stand up until I'm in group two. And like, I hear these people having conversation like to their kids and they're like, is it time for us to go? Is it time for us to go? And they're like, no, we're on group four. They're calling group one. Why are you standing there? Go sit down, go sit down so you can get out of everybody's way. So everyone can calmly get on the airplane. And it's just awful. It's awful. And the chairs are so small. I'm like, ugh. It's literally awful. So that's how I feel about airports. If y'all wanted to know, because I know you did because you're listening. So yeah, but anyways, besides that, it was super good. I slept the whole way on the plane. It was great. I love a good sleep on the plane because it feels like I am not even on there anymore. So it was good. And then it's just been like, I got back and then it w- it's just been crazy. It's just been crazy. I'm telling you. I am though excited to be home because it's, it's so fun to travel. It really is. And I love to go see different things. Traveling is like one of my favorite things to do. I love to go explore new places, but it feels like after like two weeks or something, I'm like, I kind of want to go sleep in my own bed. And I love my bed. So I've gotten lots of rest. I am ready to go. And happy Monday, right? It is a start of a new week. It is a great day. We love Monday because new episodes are out on Monday. That's why we love it deep down inside. But I do have one life update story that I want to talk about because it is so crazy. Okay, so a couple years ago, 
we got our dog Ryder. He was when we adopted him. He is a Bernadoodle, which is a Burmese mountain dog and a poodle mix. So we've been wanting one before Logan and I got married. We saw one somewhere downtown on a square during a farmer's market. We were like, that is the freaking cutest dog we have ever seen in our entire life. So like when the dog adoption conversation started happening, we were trying to figure out what kind of dog we want, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, oh my gosh, why are we even talking about this? We want a Bernadoodle. So it was like kind of like a random, like we're going to go get a dog situation. But anyways, we ended up going to get Ryder and he was, I would say like an hour, an hour and a half away from us. So we ended up going to get him, whatever, like the lady was super nice. Everything was super clean. They were boarding their dogs very well, taking care of them. We didn't think anything of it. And you're like, this is so cute. Like we have our little puppy and he was, I mean, like all puppies are cute and Ryder is still such a cute dog. But as he got older and older, I was like, why isn't he curling? Like he has no curl. And this is my fault for not asking like the 25 questions I should be asking this person now that I've gotten Sky my Aussie doodle and I know more about doodles and blah, 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 whatever. But I'd ask her all these questions. I was like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. I'll take him, right? So as he gets older, I'm like, he has no curl, no curl, like nothing. And like, we're like, "Mm, he like kind of looks like a poodle, but like he doesn't really, like he looks like a Burmese mountain dog, but like what else? Anyways, we got our new phones recently and there's a feature, I think it's on older phones, but I found out when I got my new phone, this feature that when you take a picture of an animal or a plant, there is like the eye icon in the bottom that sparkles. You can click that and it tells you like the breed of the animal. And it's kind of crazy because whenever you take a picture, it can say like, say I have Sky, my Aussie doodle. It says Australian Shepherd and Poodle Mix. Like I'll say the two animal breeds, the two breeds of that animal, which is pretty cool because sometimes you can't figure out what kind of animal it is. I don't know, whatever. So we were like, oh my gosh, we have to try this out on Ryder because he doesn't look like a Bernadoodle. We took this picture and it pulled up Burmese Mountain Dog, but then it said German Shepherd. And we're like, what? (laughs) You're kidding. So we were like, well, whatever. Like, whatever. Like, no big deal. Like, maybe it's just he still has his puppy coat, whatever. Okay. A year, a year and a half has almost two years have gone by. And we didn't think anything of it. Like, we just kind of lost track, didn't think anything about it. But Logan, while I was out of town, took Ryder to our vet because we just recently switched over vets since we've moved to this new area. And she was like, wow, like he's super cool. Like what kind of dog is he? And we're like, oh, we think he, Logan says like, he thinks he's a Bernadoodle, but like he doesn't really look like one. And the vet was like, no, 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 no. It's not, definitely not a Bernadoodle. Like we're like, yeah, no, 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 anyways I think she ended up doing like a DNA result on him and it came back that he was a German shepherd which is crazy because why is that lady lying 
And what's crazy is because whenever she gave us like all of the vaccination report reports, whatever, the vaccinations, parents, like registrations and everything, both the parents are AKC registered. So I'm like, mm, what's going on? So I think that there's a German shepherd in the pen with the with the mom and they hit it off apparently because now we have Ryder. So anyways, my dog is not what I thought he was. Crazy, right? I think it's pretty crazy because he's ginormous and the lady said that he wasn't going to shed and he sheds more hair than I do and I'm a girl and my hair sheds all the time. So it is so fun, but I would not change it for the world because he's like the best dog in the ever. He's so amazing and he listens so well. So I don't know. I just thought it was really crazy because like, why are we lying here? I mean, maybe she just didn't know or anything, but I mean, it's kind of obvious whenever you have a puppy and they're not curly and they're supposed to be Bernadoodles, right? I'm literally slaughtering her. I'm not going to tell you what the name of their company is, but anyways, our dog is not that. So, but it kind of makes sense though, because the vet was like going into detail about like, does he have these character traits or these character traits? And we're like, oh my gosh, yeah, he does. And she was like, yep, that makes sense because German shepherds have all these character traits and that's why they do this and that. And we were like, oh my gosh, it's all the puzzle pieces were starting to click together because one of the reasons were Ryder doesn't eat his like food very fast. He likes to kind of like munch on it here and there. He doesn't just like gobble it up really fast. And that was like one of the main character traits German shepherds have that made her think that we need to run a DNA test. So that was really crazy. But anyways, that was my life update because I've been wondering that for ever since we've gotten him basically. And so now it's finally confirmed. And if you are thinking that your animal is not what it is, then you should do a DNA test because it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't benefit the dog. Actually, it could honestly with health benefits and everything. But if you really are curious, go do a DNA test. I don't think they're that expensive. I really don't know how much it is, but I really don't think it's too pricey. So you should do it because then you'll put your mind to ease and you'll have some answers because I'm telling you one of the best choices we ever had. We wanted to know what it, what he was and now we know. So yeah, that's my life update. But anyways, let's get into this week's episode. I'm really excited about it. Let's talk about the meat and the potatoes of why we're really here today. Am I right? Today we're going to be talking about something that is very important. I think as you are coming into your 20s or you are in your early 20s, And I wish that some people would have told me this. So it's kind of like a survival kit or a things to know by entering your 20s. I have written some tips and some things that I think that would be beneficial that will help you as you learn to grow in your journey of life. The first one that I'm talking about today is learning to cook. And this is something that I wish whenever I was in high school with my mom, I would have reached out and learned to cook because whenever I got married, it was not very good. I literally have burnt so many dinners because I had no idea what I'm doing, but 
I think the more that I learned to cook and the more that I learned what palettes were and flavors and what was good with this and that, I actually now kind of enjoy cooking. It's kind of a safe space for me. I can listen to a podcast. I can kind of just vibe out while I'm making dinner and it's like a good hour of just me time. And I know some people hate cooking and I get that 100% or sometimes you just don't physically have time for dinner and I get that because life is busy and you have lots of things going on. But it I think it's very and very important to learn how to cook because eating ramen and mac and cheese your entire life is not going to get you good health benefits. I'll tell you that for sure. It is not going to help you later down the road. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love myself some ramen or I love myself some mac and cheese, but learning how to make a good, healthy, nutritious dinner is amazing. One of the things that I have, I actually did today, which is I'm really into beverages, um, learning how to make different kinds of beverages. And I think that's because I worked at Starbucks and I just found it so extremely interesting how a latte is made or how a cappuccino is made or all different types of drinks. Um, recently I am on kind of like a health journey where we are eating more healthy, more fresh ingredients, as you would say, more vegetables into my dinners and just less produce, not produce, more produce, less processed foods. So I have been looking at the superfoods and something that has good probiotics and this and that and whatever. In kombucha, I used to be obsessed with kombucha, but when I go to the grocery store, I'm like, dang, I'm not going to buy that. I can learn how to make it. So I had like a bottle of apple cider vinegar up in my cabinet and there was like a little scoby, which is like, or a mother, some would say it is if you ever have drank kombucha, there is like this weird kind of like a gelatin like disc. And people usually put that, it's usually on like the bottom of your kombucha. And not all bottles have that, but sometimes then they're called scobies or mothers. And that is what creates the kombucha. That is what makes it bubbly, what puts all the good nutrients. It makes it like a superfood. I don't know if kombucha is a superfood, but I know it has really good health benefits. It's like the best alternative for soda. So... Anyways, I've been wanting to make it for a really long time and I finally did it. And it's really not that hard, which is so crazy to me because it is whenever I was younger and I would look at people that cooked, I was like, they have to know so much and you do. I mean, and it comes with time. It's you can there are so many different recipes that you could have an advanced cooking background or you can start at the beginning and there's always recipes that help you step by step. But I was just so turned away because it looked so extremely difficult and something that I physically can never do because I don't know what this and that is. Um, but moral of the story here is don't be scared of cooking. It is something that everyone needs to learn because it is one of the most important things because it will nourish your body. You can find different food palettes that you love. It is something like a safe space I like. 
It's a little bit of me time. I can do my own thing. I can enjoy myself, have a little drink if I want to while I make my dinner. I can listen to music while I'm making it. Put a little podcast on on my headphones and just have some time to myself. And then at the end of it, me and my husband get to enjoy ourselves a good dinner. And we both get to communicate, talk about it. It is a conversation starter. There are just so many benefits to learning how to cook. So do it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't have to. But I would say that is a very important step in starting things in your early 20s. Another one I would say is invest in yourself. And I think with this statement, there are so many things that could be with investing in yourself. Me specifically, I am talking about finding your passions, the things that you enjoy, the things that make you happy and giving it 100% your all. Um, That could be for my podcast. We'll talk about my podcast specifically. I wanted to start a podcast. I would say it's what it's March over a year ago. I really wanted to start one. And I didn't want to just start a podcast with not knowing anything. I didn't know how to get a platform. I didn't know what equipment I would need. I didn't know how to do this and that and all these specific things. Right? So researching finding the things that you enjoy, finding what's better and what's worse and the things that will benefit you. Putting back money, investing yourself to be able to get that platform and that hard work that you are wanting because it does take time and it does take energy. And I think so many people nowadays, especially in my age, we are expected to start something and it just come the next day when in all reality that is not how the world works the world is a very difficult place to succeed and I think that it gets so thrown out the back door whenever with social media specifically because there are so many people now that you are just scrolling 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 seeing all these people that are making it right they are living the dream and it's all you see And you look at your life and you compare it to them. When all reality, those people probably work their butts off to get where they are. So, work your butt off. Because it will pay off. I don't care if, say, you start a podcast. It doesn't do well. You give it six months and you are upset at yourself because it's not what you wanted. That's okay. You learned what didn't work for you. And you can find something else that you're passionate about. Maybe you learned through your podcast, I really enjoy cooking. I really enjoy talking about cooking. I really enjoy this or that. So now you found a passion that you are passionate about. That's a lot of passion. but And you're able to invest in that. Start a cooking channel on YouTube Get some followers from your podcast. Let them know that you are going over, you are starting a YouTube channel, and you 1,000% would love their support. Just finding things that you have passion to get you going. Because at the end of the day, every single person has something that they want to pursue, 
They have goals for themselves and strive because and at whenever you go to sleep at night, you just think, did I achieve something today? Did I make myself feel like I am benefiting others and myself? And in reality, that's all you need to do. And that's how you can invest in yourself. Anyways, the next one I want to talk about is embracing failure. I kind of jumped on this with the podcast. If, say, six months down the road, something doesn't work, I think it's really hard for people to understand that failure is not always a bad thing. It sucks. I'm going to be honest. I know I've been there. I've done that. I know that failing is never a good feeling. It's something that nobody wants to do, but everybody does. There are things that I'm not the best at, right? I am not good at... I'm good at everything. What the heck am I talking about? No, I'm just kidding. But let's say we jumped on cooking a lot today. So I'm not good, and I'm not actually, I'm not good at baking. I'm not good at it. I suck at it. I wish that that never happens. But I know I'm not. But the thing is with failure is that you can always, and I mean always, jump back from it. It's it's a platform to learn. Just like if you failed a test, you are able to go back on the questions that you missed and look at them and figure out what you did wrong and learn from that. It is a learning experience to grow. And I think that a lot of people don't look at it that way. And it's okay because sometimes I don't either. It's not easy to look at failure in a good way. But sometimes try to. So I believe like whenever you go into your 20s, you're going to fail. You're going to fail at something. And if you don't, I applaud you. That is amazing and I'm so proud of you. I'm so serious. Sometimes I really sound sarcastic, but I'm not, I promise. But learning to embrace those failures to benefit yourself is so helpful because later down the road, things are so difficult sometimes, especially with having kids. I can't imagine. And that's why I don't have kids right now because I cannot embrace myself feeling as a mom because I just can't right now. I don't have enough patience for it. And I know that with those, what's the word? With those ideas of being a mother and doing all these things, there's going to be failure and there's going to be things and you have to embrace it to help yourself become a better mom and to help yourself become a better parent. And it helps you at the end of the day. So finding the things that will help you. Another one I really love and it, it took me a really long time to understand this. But stop caring what other people think. I'm going to say that one more time. Stop caring what other people think. It is not that important. Being able to be yourself and feel confident with you is the only thing that matters. If someone is judging you because your outfit isn't cute they're probably insecure with themselves. They probably have something going on where they feel like they need to attack you. 
And at the end of the day, that's all it is. No one cares about you. I mean, that sounds so bad. People do care about you. But it's not that deep, if you know what I mean. It's not like you're going to go out in a blue top and blue's just not your color and everyone's going to look at you and think, ew, she's wearing blue. No, no one cares, right? And if they do say something, they have something going on with them in their, in their life. It's all that is. And it took me the longest time, especially because I, I grew up in a really big high school. Like I graduated with over a thousand kids. So caring what other people thought was a huge deal. Finding out what trends, what shoes are in, what backpack is in. Like, oh my gosh, you have this and that and this and that. And you have to have the newest purse or whatever, right? It was just consistently something going on and on and on. And if so, so-and-so didn't match up to their standards, everyone's side-eyeing them. And I, I, was, I was always kind of myself and in a way, but at the same time, I did care what other people thought. And, you know, as I got older and I realized that at the end of the day, no one cares, it's really been helpful for me. Because if I am happy with myself and I think that I look cute and no one's going to stop me, I have a great day. But whenever I am... I'm over here consistently thinking so-and-so is going to judge me. I don't look cute. Did they think that I looked weird with my hair looking this way? I feel like I'm having some body problems in my, with myself and I'm letting it out on others. So just stop caring what other people think. It's you're beautiful. You are strong. You are powerful. You can do anything that you want. So that's what I have to say about that. And yeah, moving on. Do what makes you happy. This is another one that kind of goes with stop caring what other people think because I think doing what makes you happy is one of the most important tips out of this whole podcast that I want to share about because at the end of the day, like I said, it is just you. You are the only person. And if knitting is your favorite thing to do in the entire world and everyone thinks it's weird, freaking knit, right? I think it is so cool. I think it is so awesome to be able to have like weird, quirky hobbies that no one else has. Like super original things. That is so awesome because you are so comfortable with yourself and you feel like you're able to just go and do what you want to do and sometimes I do struggle with this because I feel like I want to make other people happy before myself and it's very difficult because I am a very people pleaser personality and I want to make everyone happy and at the end of the day I'm like "Ugh, it's fine I'll just do it tomorrow for me. So, I'm working on this one, and I know that it's difficult, and sometimes it's a little scary to just kind of be a little selfish, but I think that in your 20s, you are finding yourself, 
and figuring out what you love and what you don't love and really finding who you are as a person. So being able to put, this is going to sound bad, but putting others aside and putting yourself first is very important because at the end of the day, you are you and you are on the journey of life with yourself and you are finding what you love. So do what makes you happy, right? That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Gotta. Another one that I have recently been working on and feel like I am finally comfortable enough to do this is learning to be alone. I, and it's crazy when you think about it, at least for me, I grew up in a house with two younger brothers and both of my parents, my mom and my dad, and I was always with them. I was always with my family. Then I moved to college and I had a roommate and suite mates. We had like a quad room. So I always had someone in the room with me, usually 24-7, unless like I went to go study in the library. But at the end of the day, I'm literally with them. Like I'm going to bed with somebody like in my room, whatever. And then I got married and I had my husband and he lives with me. But my husband is in the military And when we first got married, after like a couple weeks, he left for a month and a half because every once a year, he'll leave for like a month. And every month, like through the year, every single month, he'll leave for at least one weekend, whatever. That's just his thing that he has to do. He's in the National Guard. But I have never been alone by myself for that period of time, for that long, with no one, especially since I just moved to a new city. And it was very scary. It was overwhelming at times, but I I wouldn't change it for the world. And now, if someone came to me and they're like, I feel alone. Like, I don't, I don't want to be alone. I'm scared to be alone. If I wasn't married, I would say I would want to live by myself now through that experience because some of the most precious moments I've had is being alone. I I truly feel like I could be deep in my thoughts. I could do whatever I wanted. No one was there to stop me. I kind of just vibed. I I had my routine. I enjoyed my alone time I enjoyed coming home or laying and sleeping in my bed by myself and just like full-on starfishing if I want to I learned to find hobbies I enjoyed and it was just a good solid month where I was able to finally just kind of figure out who oh my gosh I'm so sorry for that mic who who sorry who I am And the things I truly enjoyed. And don't get me wrong, whenever my husband came back, I loved it. I was like, bet, let's go, I missed you. But it was awesome. So, like, every year now, whenever he goes, I just kind of go into, like, a full-on me mode. 
And it's awesome because I get to make whatever kind of dinner I want. Like if you don't like Brussels sprouts, screw you now. I get to eat all the Brussels sprouts in the world. So like you don't get to tell, nobody gets to tell you what to do. Like you get to do your own thing. And at the end of the day, I feel so comfortable. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's, it is hard. It was very hard at first because it felt like I had absolutely no one nobody. I had nobody near me. Like my closest friend lived at least 30 minutes away. So it wasn't like I could just go walk down like a or five minute drive. Like it was like a drive. Um, and it was difficult sometimes. It felt like I was just me in this little world that I had no clue and life is scary, but life isn't, life is scary, but life isn't scary being alone you can really find out who you are and find happiness through it and really enjoy your time. And I was, I'm, I'm a very much so extroverted person, but it's really good to have like that introverted time towards yourself. So yeah, another one, since I've been married, I think I put this on the list because it is something that I don't know if a lot of people talk about, but investing in experiences not things because a lot of people tell you to save up in your 20s and yes I agree you should be having a good solid savings but you are in your 20s the youngest you will ever be the youngest and I think your 20s is a a perfect age to really have experiences, to really enjoy yourself because you are at that age where you know right from wrong, you can fully adult and you are able to, you know, pay your own home bill, if home bill, home mortgage, you can pay for your insurance, you can cook for yourself, you can, you can do whatever you want, right? And investing in experiences when you fully have your time and no priorities, I mean, you might have work, but you don't have kids, you don't have whatever. Anyways, investing in experiences because whenever I went to Italy, my mind was blown. I was like, I want to go everywhere. I want to see everything. I don't, it made, it made me almost... I want to have kids. Don't get me wrong, but I made me almost feel like I don't want to have kids so I can travel across the world and see everything and see all this beautiful, beautiful cultures and beautiful cities. And it's just amazing. So investing in experiences instead of things, because if I'm going to go to Sephora and drop $200 when I could have put $200 back for two nights at a hotel at a really cool place, then I definitely should have done that, right? So invest in experiences because they're not always going to be there and you're not always going to have time for them. Another thing that I want to talk about is you and your friends will change and that's okay. I don't think that I figured this out until I was in college because I moved away in college and so I wasn't with all of my high school friends and it was kind of hard at first but it also was great because I got to 
see who really reached out and was close to me. And you get to see so many relationships and people's doors close and doors open. Don't get me wrong, I loved I love all of my friends in high school and I wouldn't change any of the relationships I had. I would still see them and give them a giant hug and ask to hang out with them. But it's kind of like life gets in the way and you only talk to people that are on the same wavelength as you, right? Like it's like I talk to one person from my high school still and that's okay, I love it. I would only talk to one person every single day for my high school because that person and me are super close and wouldn't change. I would never change anything about that. But it's just life gets in the way and people have things that they need to worry about and you just are on their priority list. And it's not a sad thing and it's not against you by any means. It's just how it works. So people come and go in your life and they're there for a reason and they're there to show you things about you and show you things that you don't want in a friendship or a relationship and it's good and it's not scary and it's not sad and sometimes it's hard when that door closes but you shouldn't dread it because just like I'm probably not going to have the same friends as I'm going to have in 10 years because those doors haven't opened yet, right? It's also kind of like how me and Logan got married at a younger age and we didn't have a lot of people around us that were married yet. So it's kind of like we don't have any married friends to hang out with. But now as we're getting older, we have our friends that are starting to get engaged and have weddings coming up. And we're excited about that because we finally will have people in our life that resonate with us. So it's just the way that your life goes on and the way that things come and go happen for a reason. And because friendships change doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. So just remember that. Another one with that being said is eliminate the negative people. I wish I would have known this whenever I was like 16 years old. Literally. Like the negative people are just not it. If I am... If I told myself one thing when I was 16, I would have told myself to eliminate negative people because the amount of drama I dealt with in my life whenever I was in high school over the stupidest crap in the entire world compared to now, like if someone does me dirty, done, get out. I'm not dealing with that. Like we're not in high school anymore. And it's like, I would have, it's like, you're not why like they obviously aren't a good person for you their energy is not matching yours and you don't have the same goals lining up so why are you hanging out with them like get by like leave like I just like it makes me mad because I have dealt with so many negative stupid people and not that they are stupid but their actions sure are And I'm just like, I don't understand why I personally kept up with it. Like, it's just so annoying and so aggravating because not everyone is going to match up together and they're not going to click, right? It's just kind of how the world works. Like, we have 
certain people that we're close with and certain people we just don't get along with. And that's okay. That's just how it is. So like whenever the negative energy happens because you don't match up with them, like I don't know why we're trying to fight it. Like the drama, like the drama, like why are we doing the drama? Like bye. Anyways, we have to eliminate the negative energy. And lastly, I want to talk about this one because it's easier said than done. It really is. But if you have to stick with one, really just listen to this one and try to work on it. Learn to love yourself. I, like I said, I'm still working on it. And it's hard because learning to love yourself is a process. It doesn't just come overnight. And when I talk about that, I mean like your entire self, not just your body, but learn to love your personality, the things that you enjoy, the things that you love to eat, like the things that you, your music, like learn to love everything about yourself, learn to love your family, learn to love everything, right? Because at the end of the day, I don't know how many times I've said this in this podcast, you are yourself on your journey of life. You are with you. You at the end of the night are going to sleep with you. You're in your head. You can see all the things that you are thinking about. You are you. And that's just crazy to me. I think that's why I say it so many times. Because no one else knows you like you. So, take some time. Take two or three minutes if you're having a really hard time with yourself. And just giving yourself so much hardship. Give yourself three minutes and just look in the mirror. Just look in it. And I don't know who I heard this from. I don't know if it was a book or a podcast or any, something. I heard it from somebody. And it's really helped me a lot. Look at yourself for three or four, three to five minutes in the mirror. And I know it's difficult because sometimes I will look at myself and just hate everything I see. And want to just keep going. And just be like, whatever, I'm done, get out of here. And just keep doing my life. But if you look at yourself and say, your hair looks good today. It really does. Even if you don't believe it, your hair looks good. Or your legs look good today. And just look at them and tell yourself, just give yourself compliments, even though it's hard. Because have you heard the phase, phase, phrase, fake it till you make it? If you fake it, it will make it. So next day, just keep doing it until you look at yourself and you're like, dang, I am the stuff. I know what I'm talking about now. I am amazing and I love myself. So that might be a little exercise that can help you because it's kind of helped me. I mean, some days are still tough, but you got it, right? But yeah, that is my little starting kit of being in your 20s and things that I wish people would have told me before I turned 20 because I know it is hard and it is scary and it's like all of a sudden you're just a grown-up now and you just don't know what the heck is going on because you still feel like you were 16 years old three days ago. So I understand a thousand percent and I know that it is scary, it is rough, it is something that you just didn't, you weren't prepared for. 
And it's just very different steps in your life that are new and fresh. But I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I sure did. If you liked it, please, please, please give me five stars because not only does it help me, but it helps the podcast grow to be able to help other people. And I appreciate all of y'all. And I love every single one of you and can give you a big hug. Follow on Instagram. We are at healthy and wellish. We as in me. And yeah, I'll see you next Monday. Bye.